95.1 The Peak, it is Talk of the Town. And joining us, we have not talked to this gentleman in such a long time, Sean McCann. Sean, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, all things considered, John. I'm, uh, you know, I'm learning new songs and trying to be creative in uh, our little bubble here in Manitick. And uh, I miss you all, though, very much. I would have very much liked to have come back to Collingwood uh, sooner than I will, I guess. But, you know, I'll get there someday. As a singer-songwriter who's usually on the road uh, as the weather gets nicer, uh, how are you feeling about this whole COVID-19 lockdown? Well, we're making the best of it here, and, uh, you know, I can't really complain, but, you know, I'm a creature of of the road. I'm a road dog, and uh, I love being out physically face-to-face with people, as you know, and uh, I really miss that. And I think uh, it's more than just my habit. it's literally about my recovery. Like, I think what I miss most is starting to realize that I, re- I kind of really need these interactions to help me stay sober and stay on my path. I mean, this, these are my meetings. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of been lucky enough to create my own as I went along. So I just really miss it, but I'm finding other ways to cope. I started to uh, do some yoga, and we do our Facebook things with my wife, Andrea. The book came out, One Good Reason came out, and that's gotten a lot of... Uh, real positive reviews and a lot of interest. So we keep busy in other ways, but I do so miss singing with people in the same room with mm. people. Uh, after, uh, what, 30-plus years with Great Big C, are you, uh, and now, you know, so close to a decade, I guess, of, of being a solo performer, uh, have you found a, a balance in terms of of just getting the songs out and and, and performing them because you've now had a chance to work with a number of different producers. Yeah, and I mean, what I've learned is you've got to, and just COVID aside, like in the music quote-unquote industry, or what's left of it, you really have to, if you want to do this now, you really have to know how to do all of it mm. by yourself. Mm. And, you know, coming from the radio world, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, that those teams of people that uh, you we, you know, we used to use to, do things for us, like produce records, they're not there anymore. And, uh, you know, technology has evolved, obviously, so you can do a lot more than we used to be able to, uh, and it's it's more accessible to your average human being, which is what I am, because I'm not really good at anything, but I've learned how to use social media. I've learned how to create demos, and now I'm I'm making my own audio book, you know, in in Logic on an app from Apple. And I I think these days, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of benefit to big labels or management or agencies when you can really do all that stuff yourself. Uh, it's not great news in the sense of uh, financially, there's a lot of, you know, this music is valueless in many ways because it's so freely consumed. But, you know, if you really want to do this, if you really want to be an artist and you don't have a plan B because that's your first indication is you don't want a plan B. If you want to do this, then uh, you can. No one's going to stop you from doing it. And there's still success stories. So, I'm one of those guys. I'm, uh, I feel like I'm the Renaissance man. <laughs> my kids call me a boomer. Well, I actually know some stuff. <laughs> I'm paying attention for my own survival because I can't imagine me not doing this. Being so uh, heralded in the, in the world of music, and what's it like to go to being an author and also to, to co-write with your wife? I wouldn't have been able to do it without her, to be honest. And uh, for me, I wrote, I wrote the book first. This is a two-year project. This was the first year I wrote the book, and I was 
I just knew that it was lacking something, and I brought it to Andrea and, you know, told the story, but there was it was missing, you know, some impact. It didn't have the power I wanted it to have, and I knew enough to, to see that, to, that what I was looking for wasn't there. And she showed me some journals that she'd kept her entire life, and uh, some of the events that I was trying to describe in the book, she had written in, in her journal in real time, and some of those things read by, like, victim impact statements almost. And they were so powerful. And I, you know, I said, look, you've got to be part of it. You've got to write this book with me. So we spent the second year doing that. And, you know, it cost us some big publishing deals who didn't really want that second voice because they, they didn't really, hadn't used, they hadn't done it before. You know, right. that was the only reason. But we stuck to our guns and it just, it makes for a far more compelling read. Uh, and uh, it's more of a conversation. You know, that's what marriage is. And this ultimately is the story of our marriage and uh, how we, uh, how we overcame many, many challenges. And we wrote it down uh, as raw as we could because we want people to to know that they can overcome challenges if they don't give up. Raw certainly is the way to describe it. Uh, was there any trepidation? I know for you, probably not because we've heard you sing about your struggles and, and your challenges and, and how you got through it. Uh, but what about for Andrea? Was there a moment where she went, well, I don't know if I want to put that in. No, if if you got to know my wife, she doesn't hold back much. She's pretty, <laughs> pretty strong. She's pretty fearless. You know, she's the lion in this house, and uh, you know, she uh, she had all the courage and, and and more. So, you know, when she expressed an interest in it, I was just like, "Let's go." I, I mean, I, honestly, like I would have been happier just writing songs, but this was uh, a story she felt that people were asking for this book mm-hmm. for many years, and. Uh, she felt that it, even though it was hard, she kind of sat me down one day. She said, I know this is hard for you. It's hard for you to revisit all this stuff. But just because it's hard doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. And sometimes what I've learned is that if it's a hard thing you're doing, you know, the the, the harder, the, the greater the effort, the, the greater the rewards. So, um, you know, if this book can impact lives positively, that's the that's the payoff for us. And, and it looks like it's it's happening. I'm I'm so happy for you and this book, and I I know that not only is it going to do great, but it's going to do very powerful things for so many people. So congratulations on that. Thanks, man. I want to ask you about a relationship that predates Andrea, actually predates Great Big C, and that is Old Brown. Oh, Old Brown is right here. Uh, he's hung on the wall right next to me. Uh, this is a, a, a Takamine guitar that you've. It, it was one of the first instruments you used to write songs with yeah it was actually the first guitar i ever bought um it's uh you know i only knew three chords at the time uh, i sorry i didn't know any chords at the time and uh <laughs> and i've learned all three since then but <laughs> I, I i just uh i just at the time i really wanted uh, to learn i was singing in a band but i was kind of a victim i had to like the, the band was telling me what keys to sing in, and, I, and the guitars to me represented freedom. I knew if I could master that instrument, then I could pick my own keys. But, you know, Brown has been with me from day one. So I, I was, I think I was 26 when I bought Old Brown, which is a late starter, I know. Um, but you know what? After I got him, my life started to become far more successful in the music business. <laughs> Our band got record deals, and Great Big C happened, and all this kind of stuff. So he was uh, part of the pun instrumental and all that. And he was, you know, he's never left my side. He's been with me for everything I've ever done on every stage for my entire life. 
is that and, is, uh, it, is it because the guitar is so uniquely excellent as an instrument or has it now become a bit of a totem well he's you know honestly he sounds like me now um <laughs> He's, I've got more expensive guitars than old Brown. I right. probably sound. I got. I got to keep my voice down now because he's listening. He's right there. Um, but um, I remember making the first record with Joe Plaskin, and I was asking him which guitar should I bring. You know, I've got like most guitars, too many guitars. And he said, "Why don't you just bring old Brown, man? You know, and it's it's old Brown is pretty battered. He's a road guitar. He's indestructible. He lived through everything." Um, uh, but acoustically, again, I have be- I have bigger instruments, and, and Joel said, "But that guitar sounds like you," mm. and uh, that was very telling. And I just, you know what, I, I I remember on one occasion trying to go out and play without him, and I got halfway through a show, and I just it just didn't sound right. And it's just because it's almost like he, he's become my brother, you know, my brother in arms. He's gone through every battle with me, so I feel kind of like, you know, when he's not there, I feel like. No one's got my back. Mm. And there's one thing about old Brown. I mean, I've made a lot of changes in my life and a lot of relationships that, that just kind of didn't work out. And uh, old Brown wasn't one of them. There's two people that have stuck by my side, and that's my guitar <laughs> and my wife. <laughs> well, and hang I'm on to them tightly. For those friendships. I bet. Yeah, I, I value them very much. If I ever lose old Brown, I'll be very sad day indeed. Uh, you've also uh, recently become a recipient of the Order of Canada. Now, I can name a hundred reasons why Sean McCann should be given the Order of Canada, but what was the reason they gave you? Uh, that's a hundred more than I could, and I was very surprised when I uh, when it happened. I was shocked when that happened. I had no idea what was going on there, and I I thought that they were reaching out to get me to do a gig for the Governor General here in Ottawa. <laughs> But uh, which I've done before, but yeah. uh, it was in recognition for the um, the advocacy for addictions and mental health that I've been doing since I sobered up eight years ago, and that meant a lot to me. It wasn't just like for my you know Great Big C career, which is you know which is a strong career and mm-hmm. something to be proud of. But I don't think that that would be, I don't think that deserves an Order of Canada. That's just that's a band that did well, but you know I think if you're going to get that kind of a an award, and I'm really honored and humbled by it, man. I think it means more than album sales. You know, it should mean more than money. It's 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 more about like caring and compassion and and doing things that are not about branding and not about anything else, but doing them because of the right thing to do. And um, I guess I I was you know I I just do what I do and I put my head down and I you know I. I've, sometimes I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall, especially in the mental health industry in Canada, and it is that. I, I've, I've found it to be a struggle. And, um, well, you know what? When this award came in completely by surprise, uh, just before Christmas, it was just like a pat on the back saying, look, I know, it, I felt like to me someone was saying, I know it's hard, I know it's frustrating, but don't give up because you're doing something right. Now, when and the, that's what the award meant to me. When did they do the award ceremony? I guess they have to hold that off for a bit uh it was supposed to be march 24th mm. but uh it's now postponed <laughs> like everything else in my <laughs> exactly calendar it's all gone now probably the fall or whenever we're allowed to uh, how is covid affecting uh, you and your family um, i mean obviously we talked about the fact that your upcoming events list on the website is blank uh other than that how are you guys holding up yeah, I just took them all down because a lot of them are in transition. Everything in the spring got pushed to the fall, and I, my fingers are crossed that they'll happen. 
but we don't, you know, it might be 2021. And that's, that's something I've got to wrap my head around, you know, like that's a long time. Uh, I was just talking to my friend, Clara Hughes this morning and, you know, she's an endurance athlete and, um, She's like, Sean, you got to think about this as, as a marathon. You got to, you can't just think about it. As, you can't think in terms of next month or two weeks. Forget that. Think long term and you'll be okay. And uh, she's pretty smart and she's super tough. So I listened to her. And uh, my family is, you know, that's kind of the mindset we're trying to bring, bring to this now in our house. Uh, it's not a quick fix situation, but we're okay. We have each other. It is going to be hard. Let's, let's admit it. It's, it's not easy. But, you know, we'll get through it. There's worse things that can happen. There's worse things that have happened. And we have each other, and, you know, we'll practice social distancing, and uh, maybe we'll get closer as a result of it. That's what we're trying to do. So, you know, like, everyone's in the same boat here. Everyone will, will go through this together, and together we'll come out the other side. You are proof that music is healing and that music can often change your mood, and you've... You sent me a song right at the time when I needed it. Uh, it's sort of your freedom from COVID-19 song. Yeah, set me free. And, um, you know, I think that's the burden that we're kind of, there's all kinds of things that we could identify as being, you know, things we don't like about COVID. But in general terms and broad terms, I think what we're experiencing is a, we've lost a lot of freedoms that we've taken for granted. And uh, it's hard, and we live in, you know, in an age where we're re- where instant gratification is the new normal, you know, from fast food to online, everything we can get. There's nothing we can't get, and now we can't get anything very quickly <laughs> and not without a lot of effort, including the groceries. So I wrote this, uh, this song I wrote a few years ago, and I released it. Actually, Joel produced it as a, it ended up becoming a very different recording, a far more meditative acoustic recording on the, you know, I love you. The songbook I, and CD I put out in 2016. I'm thinking, but I found I was in um, working on the audiobook version of One Good Reason here, and I was in my logic files, and I stumbled across this thing called "Set Me Free," and it was the original demo that we recorded at New Scotland Yard Studio. Uh, and Joe Plask is playing bass, and Dave Marsh is playing drums from the Emergency. I'm playing acoustic and singing, and we're just having a great time. Uh, it's not how the song was eventually recorded, but we had a hell of a time singing this. We only did it one take and to get sounds in the room, to get the studio all balanced out, and it was just a hoot. So uh, when I heard it, I'm like, it, it made me feel good. And I could feel the freedom in my voice, and I could feel it, the, the air and the bass and the pound and drums. It was just, you know, it was like galloping across the desert on a horse. <laughs> so, I, so I said, this is it. So I put it out, and I just said, like, this is it. This is what freedom sounds like this is what we miss and i'm hoping that when people hear it they'll be like yeah that's good we'll we're going to fight for this we got to get this back because freedom is what we all deserve sean if people are looking for your music looking to connect with what you're doing where's the best place for them to find you my website seanmccannsings.com uh you know there's the events are kind of pulled for now but they, they'll come back and uh well, all my music's there, and you can listen there. The book, you can order the book there, and we'll sign it for you personally and deliver it. We seem to be the best deliverable. <laughs> we're, we're faster than Amazon and Indigo at this point, uh, which is great. I mean, I, we were lucky we got a shipment of books in before all this kind of happened, um, which we've been, you know, able to supply to people. So 
We, uh, yeah, with SeanMcCannSings.com, uh, Great Big Sean on Facebook, um, at Sean McCannSings on Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, I love it when people stay in touch. And, and you know, this right now, I mean, social media has not has never been, you know, I've seen a lot of, I, I, I battled it a lot with my kids who are 14 and 11. But now I see it maybe, you know, it's a useful tool today because it is the only thing we have to keep connected. So I'm there as much as anyone these days. Well, Sean, we really appreciate the time you're taking to hang with us today uh, here on Talk of the Town, and uh, all the best to you in the future. Thanks to you, John. I can't wait to get back to Collingwood and hang out with you all and sing some songs face-to-face. We'll get there. Don't give up.